Hey, product people, welcome to the Product to Profit podcast. We're pulling back the curtain on what it's really like to scale a product-based business profitably and getting into the mindset of a seasoned buyer. I'm your coach, Kristen Fisher, a former corporate retail buyer with over 15 years of experience working for some major brands that you would definitely know, turned six-figure e-commerce store owner of my own gifting brand, Boku, and a retail strategy coach for product-based business owners, just like yourself. Inside this podcast, I have honest conversations about what's going on inside of my own business. And I'm also sharing insights to help you get inside the mindset of a buyer to start applying big retail strategies to your own small retail business. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. For this episode this week, I just thought it would be fun to do a little life update, what's been going on in the business so far this year, and what I am working on. So if you're listening to this in real time, this is the beginning of Q2 2023. So I'm coming off of Q1, and I felt like I might as well just check in, kind of go behind the scenes a little bit, and just be transparent about what I've been kind of going through in the business and what I'm working towards. What I loved so much about the pop-up podcast that I did over the holiday season last year was that it was just really raw and transparent. And I truly talked about what was going on in my business and kind of coached along the way. And I still really just want to bring some of that to the podcast along with some more structured conversations. But I felt like that really helped me to connect with so many of you. A lot of you shared that it was good to just hear that somebody else was going through that. I'm just, you know, taking a little leap here and publicly talking about (laughs) what's going on in my business behind the scenes, because I feel like sometimes we just need some honesty, you know? in the business. So I'll be your friend that shares that and just come and DM me and let's talk about it. (laughs) So I don't feel alone just talking into outer space. So like I said, it is the beginning of Q2. And I'm coming off of what I think was an odd Q1. I guess that's the only way to describe it. It felt a little bit rocky and a little bit weird. I talked about this on my email. So I guess that would be last week. Now when you're listening to this, I shared a little bit about what I was going through and some resources I thought you may find interesting and things that I'm working on. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper here on the podcast today because I felt like I just had more that I could I could share for you. So let's talk about Q1. So like I said, slow start to the year for me. I mean, slow. January sales were not good. I know I talked, I think when I first came back, the first episode back, which would be episode 13, because the 12 episodes are on the private feed links in the show notes, you know where to get them if you want to check them out. But so I think it was in episode 13, I kind of opened up about that. But really, I mean, it was abysmal. Like I was embarrassed about how bad my sales were in January. If you listen to that, the pop up podcast, I talked about how I intentionally took some time off at the start of the year because the year prior, I did not do that. And I actually had a really solid January last year. So I was up against some big numbers and I knew I was going to be down to last year because I was taking some time off and I paused shipping at the beginning of the year to allow myself and my team some time. Like I said, shipping was paused. I knew it was going to be down. I planned for sales to be soft but they were way softer than I anticipated. I also 
was very sick in January. I was sick for about seven and a half weeks. I tested negative for all the things, but it just lingered and lingered and lingered. So it was just a weird rough start to the month. Okay. So January, whatever. Okay. It's always a blah month anyway. So especially in a gifting business. I mean, everybody, you know, pumps the brakes on gifting in January typically. So February, February was still a little bit off, kind of weird, but I could feel the momentum picking back up, particularly on the D2C side. So the direct to consumer web sales were definitely picking back up for me. But on the custom gifting side, so Boku has the website, the direct to consumer, singular gifting need side of the business. Okay. Then there is the custom gifting side where we do custom gifting projects for businesses, for business coaches who have client gifts, for employee gifting events, that kind of thing. So that's actually probably 70, no, 60% of our sales comes out of the custom gifting side. So a focus for me this year has been growing the web business in addition to continuing to grow the custom side. So web business was picking up in February, which felt really good, but the custom gifting side was so stagnant. A lot of clients weren't ready really to move forward on a lot of the projects that we were working on and everything just felt really hard. Like every project I was working on required more effort. It was kind of draining me creatively because I felt like I was pouring a lot into these designs and it was just getting stuck. Things weren't flowing smoothly. I felt like I was just doing a lot of work and not really seeing a lot of results. And I think that that happens in our businesses oftentimes where we have these spurts and then these slow periods. And sometimes I lean into that and that's cool, great, gives you some breathing room, but not when you're coming off of a really rough January, you know, and not feeling good for that long. It was just, I was a mess in February. (laughs) I'll be so transparent about that. So here's what I'll say. Sometimes when those moments where you feel like you're doing a lot of work and you're not seeing a lot of results, sometimes when those moments happen, it's actually the time and those are the moments where you see really big growth, right? Because you're essentially forced to pause and reevaluate what you're doing. Are you working efficiently? Are you working effectively? Are there things you can be doing differently? Do you even actually like what you're doing? Where is the bottleneck in the process? What can I do better? What isn't landing with my customer? These are all the questions that you can start to ask yourself and really kind of get a true picture of what's going right and what's going wrong in your business right now. What's causing this issue? I think there's a lot of outside factors that we can always attribute some things to, like the economy right now. That's a big one, right? The economy is not great, but we can't blame everything on the economy all the time. At some point, we have to really take a hard look at our business and say, what could be better? What do I like to do? What don't I like to do? What's not working here? And then you can fix it. So this kind of moment in February when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. It forced me to say, okay, I'm going to ask myself these questions and really relook at how I'm doing things in my business. So I made some adjustments and I'm now working towards elevating my systems that I think are going to really set me up for better growth and for more profit because it's more streamlined. 
So if you have some things in your business that are really customized or time-consuming, if you're a maker and you're making your product or designing your product, this oftentimes is an area in the business that is worth re-looking at because it can be a very big time suck for you. I'd encourage you to ask yourself some of those questions when you start to feel stuck and think about what is going to happen as your business grows and scales. So if your business were to double or triple or quadruple, let's say you go viral, or let's say all these things that you're working on suddenly align and boom, your business blows up. What would happen? Can you handle it? Or would you literally crumble and throw in the towel? So you want to look 10 steps ahead, five steps ahead, and start to prepare your business for your future self. And so sometimes when you have these slow periods where things are not working out very well, it's really good to say, okay, this isn't working. What would make it work? What would my business look like if I was a million dollar business? What would I do differently? And start to think with that million dollar mindset, okay? That will help you to put some process and systems in place. So that's really something I've been focused on because the custom gifting side, guess what? The month of March, wild, wild. All these people that were kind of, dragging their feet and trying to figure out their own business, right? All of a sudden we're like, boom, let's go. And I'm now at capacity. Okay. So some of those things that I was working on in March, I'm like, shoot, I should have worked on those systems three months ago because now I really need them. So it's always a work in progress, ebbs and flows. Like I alluded to, March, the trajectory definitely continued upwards. Custom gifting was booming. The website definitely turning around. I'm seeing the trajectory getting so much better. I actually ended the quarter up for the total year because of how much better March was. Um, And even towards the end of February, I would say is whenever the tides kind of turned in the business. So despite January being abysmal, (laughs) it got a lot better. But because I was just feeling so off and up and down and all over the place throughout the whole quarter, I really feel like my year is just now starting in Q2. It's kind of... I feel like it's kind of hard to explain this. I've talked to some other friends and my one-on-one coaching clients, and I feel like I'm not alone in this. I'm curious if you've had a similar vibe the last few months, but yeah, it just was a weird kind of start. And I feel like now April is here and I'm like, yep, let's go, baby. I'm actually finally back on, on track and feeling like myself again. So it's just kind of interesting. I've never had a start to the year like this where it's kind of been so delayed and I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. It's, it is what it is, but it's just been a little bit interesting. So I did share a couple episodes back that I invested in coaching to support my own growth on the coaching side and on the e-commerce side. And I think that it's really helped me in this process of getting back on track. But, you know, it's always a work in progress, like I said. So I want to talk about what I am working on now and what's coming up for me in Q2. And I'm sharing some of these things just because I feel like it's not so much exactly what I'm working on that I'm saying you should emulate this. It's more about the process of how I'm deciding on what I'm working on that I think might be interesting to share with you if you're kind of struggling with, okay, how am I focusing my efforts? I'll just share my process. And if this resonates with you, awesome. So What I always do at the end of every quarter is I recap the prior quarter. So it's really the last week of the quarter or the first week of the new one where I look back and I actualize 
the quarter that I'm coming off of. So it's a practice that I, I feel like I talk about this a lot, or I did talk about it a lot in Q4. I actually did full episodes on hindsighting and how I kind of break it down. So again, the links in the show notes, you're probably tired of hearing me say that, but there's a lot of really great juicy content in there. And I want to make sure you get that if you are new to me. But that hindsighting process, I think is just so critical to make it a regular practice to look at your data and just understand and document what happened while it's still fresh in your mind. It makes you just I don't know, make smarter decisions, more effective decisions in your business real time. And down the road, when you're planning for that same quarter for the next year, you'll know exactly what happened and why when you look back at the year and you're going to say, oh, okay, this is what happened because you wrote it down when it was fresh in your mind. So in addition to taking notes on what happened in the business, I'll, I'll literally write down what's going on economically, what my customers were saying, what products or gift boxes sold really well, just kind of general notes, colors that were working, trends, areas of opportunity, systems and operations, those kinds of things. I also will go through and take note in my spreadsheet of all of my metrics, not just my revenue, but also my profit and my K- my KPIs. So my key performance indicators. So traffic, conversion rate, average order value, UPTs, email performance, open rates, click rates, all of those things. Then I start to look at, okay, what is this data actually telling me and what do I need to do going forward? Because sometimes we just do things on autopilot and we forget to go back and say, wait a second, is this actually doing its job and working for me? So for me, when I was going through this process last week, I noticed that some of my email automations were not performing as good as I think that they should be. So while this wasn't necessarily something I was originally planning on doing in Q2. I really don't have time for it, to be honest. It does tie into my overarching goal for the year, which is creating more passive automated sales because we have all these tools and they can work for us to bring money in without us having to work really hard for every dollar that comes our way. And no surprise, I'm sure you've heard this on nearly every e-commerce podcast you've ever listened to, email marketing is the number one way to do that. So I'm working on specifically the Boku post-purchase flow because it's just not doing very well. So I have it split so that if there is a first-time customer, they get one post-purchase email and a repeat customer gets a different post-purchase email. So they're not getting bombarded with a million emails. It's more targeted. So I'm going to go back and tweak that, see how I can make it better and improve that flow there. A new thing that I'm adding in is a birthday month email. So just a little mini automated campaign. Customers will get an email at the top of their birthday month with a dynamic code that they can use throughout that month. Then they'll get a reminder email if they haven't used their code. And one final email for non-openers that didn't open the email, haven't used their coupon code that'll go out at the end of the month. So that has just been implemented. And I sent out an email a couple weeks ago asking customers to input their birthday for us. And then hopefully that email will resonate. And I'm really excited to see how that does because I feel like birthdays are a celebratory thing and 
everybody wants to have something fun in their inbox. So if you aren't doing a birthday flow, maybe think about that for your business. You could also do a half birthday flow. You could do an anniversary of the first time that they bought from you. There's all kinds of different anniversary type emails that you can do that could resonate with your business and are just another fun, easy way to set up an email touch point that you're not having to, it's kind of like you just set it and forget it. You're not having to touch it every single time it's going out, right? It's not like your weekly email campaign where you're batching them and scheduling them, or if you're not batching, you're just doing it week by week. So this is a a fun way to have something just kind of be automated in your business that could convert to sales. Because if you actually look at your email automations, they should be bringing in consistent sales. And if the open rate or the click-through rates are low, take a look at them and see what you can do to make them better because those are the tools that are, you're paying for it. Those are the tools that are actually going to help you drive your business and be more, quote, passive income. So the next big thing that's happening for Boku is the Mother's Day launch. So Mother's Day is a very big time of year for my business specifically. Holiday being number one, Mother's Day is number two. So I really treat the launch like a little mini holiday launch and preparations are similar to that. So pre-wrapping some of our gift boxes and things that will just help to streamline the operations in the back end are taking place in addition to getting the content ready and the gifts ready to go. It's looking really beautiful, but I will admit I am a week behind. I thought it was in a good place, but when I actually looked at it, I was like, what was I thinking? I don't have, I don't, I'm not ready to launch. I don't know what I was thinking. So I'm taking a beat and I'm getting my ducks in a row and I'm going to launch a week late because guess what? My customers have no idea when I was planning on launching. So this is just pressure I put on myself and I'm trying to really be intentional about recognizing when I am creating unnecessary stress in my business based on whatever guidelines or goals or metrics I'm setting for myself, it's not worth losing sleep over, right? So I'm launching Mother's Day a week late. Who cares? Nobody else needs to know that except all of you that are listening. (laughs) So I feel like the launch conversation has come up a lot lately with my one-on-one coaching clients. And I'm curious if that's something that you're interested. I can do a podcast episode on this. Also thinking of some other things I could pull together just to help support you with your own launches, particularly when to launch wholesale versus direct to consumer and how to build build up your launches and have it go smoothly because I've launched a lot in both my small business and in corporate retail. So let me know in the DMs if that's something that you think would be interesting or you have specific questions on that. Um, I'd love to bring that that here to the podcast and just some other ways that I can help serve you. And then really the third thing, the third main thing is the systems, the things that I talked about at the beginning of the episode with leveling up the systems and the process and getting some more support on the custom gifting side to really help it flow better, allow me to be a little bit more in my zone of genius and help the business scale. I can serve more more clients and customers if I am removing the bottleneck, which is me. I was the bottleneck in the business. And so I am improving that. (laughs) Just got to be honest with myself. Sometimes you create 
chaos in your business for no reason. And that's kind of what I feel like I was doing. I was overcomplicating things. So I'm uncomplicating things, putting leveled up million dollar mindset systems in place in my business. So those are kind of the three big Boku things that I'm working on in Q2. Things don't happen overnight, but I'm laying foundations and I'm really excited about where things are going. On the coaching side of the business, I have been working with my coach and pulling together some, I don't know how to say this without saying things. I'm pulling together some resources and offers that all tie into things that I am not kidding you. Nearly every single, every single one-on-one client I've worked with in the last year has come to me with a couple of common things. And I'm pulling them together in, I'll call it a program and some other things (laughs) that I think are going to help you. And really, I just want, I just want it to to support you. Truly, that's what I'm doing this for. I have so much fun doing this and I want to be able to help as many people as possible, but still give you a lot of a, you know, insight and undivided attention and all of the things. So I'm not going to release any details yet because I don't have it even fully figured out myself, but stay tuned. Either get on my email list or just make sure you're staying connected on social if you are looking for some support in your business and just kind of looking for that buyer's perspective and view to your business. You want to just kind of keep in touch with what I have going on because I think that, that it will help you. I'm excited about it, clearly. And then lastly my kind of fifth thing that I'm working on, like how many things can I have? I'm just trying to have more fun in my life. I feel like this three months has flown by. I have spent it worrying. I have spent it wondering if my business, like what's going on in my business? Where is it going? Is it good enough? Just kind of some self-doubt, even though I know in my gut that my business is awesome. I love my business. You should love your business too. But sometimes we question things and that's kind of what I've been going through. And I was just fully sucked into my business, truly. It's also the winter in the Northeast. Like there's not much going on, right? So all I was thinking about on these dark, dreary days (laughs) was what am I doing with my life and not really having a lot of fun with it. So I am just dedicated to having more fun, seeing my friends more, talking to my friends more, seeing family I bought some paint and some paint supplies. <laughs> I used to I used to paint and I used to do art and I am not an artist, but I really found a lot of fun and entertainment and joy doing it. And I can't remember who this artist is on Instagram, but she always shares these like beautiful behind the scenes of her painting watercolors and with gauche paints. I don't know if I'm saying gauche right. That's probably totally wrong. Feel free to correct me. But I bought some of those, some fresh watercolor books, and I'm really excited to kind of dig into that and just do some creative, non-TV or non-work-related things at night. Um, So that's kind of what's going on on the personal side. So for you, here's what I would encourage you to do as you're kicking off the start of Q2, which really is a pretty critical time that just sets the trajectory for the rest of the year for you. So here's what I'd encourage. Take note of your performance for Q1. Do the hindsight work. Build this into your system, your process, so that it just becomes a habit and you feel kind of lost without doing it. Because if you're not doing it, you technically are kind of lost because you're going blindly, right? 
So evaluate what's working in your business and what's not working in your business. All the questions that I asked at the top of the episode that I was kind of walking through what I'm going through myself as my own checklist, ask yourself those questions. This can be product performance and operational things in your business. It should be both sides of that to have a holistic, true view. And you know what? Also evaluate your life too. Are you having fun in your life? Or are you like me where you were just like, this isn't great. Evaluate all the things because everything has to be in sync to some degree. That doesn't mean everything has to be good all at once. In fact, most times not everything is and that's okay. It's about the balance, but you want to just be keeping your eye on what's working, what's not, what could be better, what's missing or lacking in your life. And that'll give you some guidance on what you need to do next. The next thing is question if anything new has come up that needs to take priority because sometimes new things come up and they become the new goal or something's just not working and it's broken and you got to fix it and nothing else can happen until that takes place. So do you need to just kind of shift things around and, you know, make some adjustments so that you and or your team can be working more efficiently? And when all of those questions have been asked, when all that data has been recorded and your notes are taken, take another look at your annual goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year, if you did that, and check in with your progress. If you didn't do that, now's a great time to set goals for the rest of the year because you still have a lot of time to implement them, right? And you can actually see an entire huge goal come to fruition because you have nine months to execute them. So that brings me really to my last step in this, which is to lay out or define mini goals, mini steps along the way that you can do each month of this quarter to inch you closer towards achieving your goals. So take the big goal that you have for the year and say, okay, here's what I can do each month this quarter to work towards that goal. So by breaking it down into these smaller bite-sized goals, you actually feel like you can achieve something, check something off the list, and you actually see progress happening versus just at the top of your list, you know, for the entire quarter, it's make passive income. Well, what what does that even mean? You actually need to define what that means in your business and break it down into small steps. So get it on paper. This is what you're going to focus on in Q2. Here's some shifts that you need to make. Here's areas of opportunity. Here's ways that I can have more fun in my business, more fun in my life. And you can kind of just go from there into the rest of this quarter. This practice does not take much time, but it does take discipline to actually do it and sit down, right? We are all so busy, but the more that you do this, the more regularly that you are making this a part of your practice, you're going to see how it can actually make an impact on your business growth because you have clarity and you're not shying away from your data. You're looking at it head on and you're saying, okay, this is what my data is telling me. And so this is how I know what steps I need to take in my business or what direction I need to go in. And guess what? If you're not sure, that's okay. That's why there are coaches and systems and programs out there to help you get clarity and make smart decisions so that you know which direction you can go. And the last thing I'm gonna leave you with is to really be honest with yourself. If something needs to go or change, 
Don't hold on to something that's not working just because you have a soft spot in your heart for it. But you also want to give yourself some grace. So remember why you're doing this, whether it's a side hustle or it's full time. We are all doing this because we love it. We're obsessed with product, right? So that's why we're doing this and we're working ourselves so hard, but we're only human. We only have so many hours in the day. We only have so many resources that we're working with. And we've built these big, beautiful businesses to be super proud of. And you should be so proud of how far you've come, but you want to make sure you're giving yourself grace with how you're going to get where you want to go, because it's really easy to forget how far you've come. And I'm really in a reflection mode because I am approaching the five-year birthday slash anniversary for Boku. So I'm really looking back on how far I've come and... I encourage you to do the same. So with that, I will leave you to it. I know this is a little bit of a longer episode than I typically do, but I just feel like I had a lot I wanted to say. (laughs) So thanks for listening and being here. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week. All right, that's all I've got for you today. I am so glad that you're here. If you are loving the show, I would be beyond grateful if you would just take a minute to rate and review this podcast just to help spread the word. Now, there's something in it for you, too, as a little thank you. If you leave a review, share a screenshot or just share the show to your stories and tag me at product to profit coach on Instagram. You'll be entered to win my new monthly giveaway where you'd win a hot seat coaching call with me. You'd have the option to record it live on this podcast, which not only would be so much fun, but would also give your amazing brand some visibility and you a quick win. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week.